Podcasting. The PSAs you hear on Miller and Condon and iHeartMedia Des Moines are presented in part by Nick Mick. We take care of our own. Now, here's Miller and Condon. Busy hour still ahead. Going to talk momentarily with our friend Dave Sinekin. He is theheadcheese.com. We'll do the Packers, uh, followed in here by the Vikings. Dane Muzatani uh, from the St. Paul Pioneer Press on uh, the Vikes. Of course, Vikes Packers, the border battle uh, resumes this uh, Sunday at noon. And then get Nick Athen in here on the Chiefs. He's in year 25 of hosting Packer Preview Sunday mornings on the flagship of the Vikings. KFA, and of course the Vikings play here all season long. Uh, Dave Sinek, and you can hear him on Sunday mornings, 8 a.m. at least for the time being, with the uh, Big Ten not playing. Get that You get an extra hour of sleep, Dave Sinek, and good to speak with you. How are you, and congratulations on year 25. Uh, thanks, Ken. Yeah, I'm real excited about it, and maybe second to me is my son Jackson, who likes to join me on the air. He's a Vikings fan, and he comes in studio with me. And he's a high school senior, so he's happy to get the extra hour himself. <laughs> I bet he is. Well, look, at uh, right out of the chute. Here come the Vikings and the Packers. I'm sure you and PA will tee it up tomorrow. Although, I'm guessing Buffalo Wild Wings, those Friday mornings, you guys have so much fun. How are you going to handle tomorrow? You can't be on the road, are you? No, they're not going to be having those Friday football feasts at Buffalo Wild Wings until uh, things clear up. So I'm actually joining them. Right out of the gate in studio at nine because I have a ten o'clock tea time. So I said, <laughs> nice. I, I got to go an hour number one on the for this week. Uh, the division, Dave. It's going to be like I think you can make a case for everybody. Maybe the Lions is a bit of a stretch, but I think that they've improved. But the Bears, uh, they're they're salty. That defense is terrific. The Vikings, uh, Daniel Hunter. That's uh, discouraging if you're a Vikings fan. Of course, the Packers. The division. Before we get into the uh, into your team, the Packers. Completely wide open. Might be the most competitive division top to bottom in football, Dave. Yeah, I think so. And, and some might call it mediocre because I don't think any of the teams are really considered Super Bowl favorites, at least heading into the season. Uh, my club getting absolutely no respect for a 13-3 season with a rookie head coach. We'll get to that. But I think um, I think the four teams end up all within like three games. I think it's like a seven at the bottom and ten at the top. Mm-hmm. I think it's going to be really competitive. Uh, I don't think Green Bay sweeps the division this time around. And I I do think Detroit's improved. I think if Matthew Stafford stays healthy, uh, they're going to be right in the mix as well. Plenty of frustration after a 13-3 and year getting the NFC Championship game, even as it ended against the 49ers, that you draft a quarterback when you have a quarterback. And I know it was felt in the fan base, but most importantly, it was felt with Aaron Rodgers. Where's Aaron Rodgers today as we get ready for the season? And, And could this become a driving force for him? Yeah, you know, actually, this might surprise you. Aaron and I don't text and talk as much as most people think. <laughs> okay. But, um, look, I think he was annoyed, like every Packer fan, that they didn't draft anybody that projected this opening day starter. They didn't add anybody that's going to step on the field. As, as luck would have it, I don't know that the rookie class is going to have a huge impact, mm-hmm. as weird as this offseason has been, in, in a lot of spots. I don't think uh, number one picks are going to be as dominant right out of the gate as they might be in other years. That doesn't excuse the decision. I I was on board. I wanted a defensive lineman to pair next to Kenny Clark to stop the run because that's really what ended Green Bay's season was an inability to slow down good running backs, in particular uh, San Francisco. Uh, The receiver position to me has been overblown. I I would have liked to see it, but how many rookie receivers step on the field and and, and do their thing? It sometimes takes a while. Just Jerry Judy, Dave. 
What's that? Yeah, just Jerry Judy. <laughs> um, yeah, so, you know, yes, I was frustrated. I'm sure Rodgers was, too. He, he, I, I mean, who wouldn't be? They, they draft a quarterback when he's just got four more years guaranteed on his deal. Uh, it was an odd decision. They must have fallen in love uh, with love, if you'll pardon the pun. Mm. And uh, But I, I think everything I've read, everything I've heard about Aaron Rodgers, this training camp, you would have no idea that uh, the team has basically put uh, an end date on his time in Green Bay. We don't know if that's the case. If he plays great this year and, and follows it up next year, then maybe they move Jordan Love and say, let's ride it out. But as it stands right now, uh, this is a team that's uh, got everybody pretty much back from a year ago except a couple of key spots, and uh, I think they're just fine where they're sitting in the NFC North. Yeah, one of those guys not back, and it was weird to watch hard knocks and see that uh, Brian Belaga uh, yeah. wearing that Chargers uniform. Right tackle, Billy Turner, he's okay when, I mean, I watched him with uh, Denver. He was plugged in there a couple of times. Uh, the offensive line, though, the rest of it is all back. On the offense, Dave, what is the concern? I'm with you. I think Lazard's finally getting an opportunity to start. He's earned it. Devontae Adams, we no Jones is terrific. Dylan, uh, I think he's going to move up the depth chart before it's all said and done. But what's the concern offensively to you? I think there's a couple of concerns, and I think you mentioned the biggest one, and that's how do you replace Brian Bulaga? It's tough to it's tough to pay a guy at 30 years of age with his injury history when you know you have to pay your left tackle probably the number one money in football uh, at any time. It'll come this season or in the off season. So uh, they couldn't keep Bulaga. They bring in Ricky Wagner from Detroit. Uh, who's always battled injuries, and he's been battling an elbow. But in light of the fact that Billy Turner, who had stepped in in his place, is now not practicing with a knee injury, uh, we don't really know what we're going to see. I think we think it'll be Ricky Wagner at right tackle. Uh, there is a chance. We've seen reports they'd consider moving their very fine second-year left guard, Elton Jenkins, to right tackle. But to me, having not played together and moving, now you're moving two guys because Lucas Patrick has to come in and play guard. Uh, I think they're going to see if Ricky Wagner can hold up in week one. But it's a concern. What, what isn't a concern, I don't think, is right guard, because last year Billy Turner played there, and he was kind of the weak link on the line. Lane Taylor, who missed the year with an injury, has won that job at right guard. I think Green Bay will be stronger there. But there is a big question mark at right tackle, whether Wagner and or Turner can be the guy. I wouldn't be surprised if Jared Bell here, the guy that stepped in late last year, uh, is on Goody's uh, speed dial because – if Wagner gets just done by Ngakwe on Sunday, uh, there will be some red flags and they'll be looking to replace him. You mentioned you had something for us, Dave, on, on Matt LaFleur, his second year. I'm intrigued. I'm just going to leave it open. What do you got for us? Well, I think this offense is going to look really, really different than it did a year ago. And, you know, we saw last year, if you watch Packer games week in, week out, almost every play it seemed they were running the clock down to two or one to get the playoffs. And I think Rodgers has really made it clear that that's not going to happen. He's going to wear a wristband this year because there's so many things he can do once he steps up to the line to change plays. The personnel stays the same, but a lot of things can change. And I think you're going to see some interesting new uh, players step into the uh, to roles here, including the rookie uh, Josiah DeGuara from Cincinnati, who's going to be kind of a tight end H-back. Uh, they like what he can bring. Again, week one, week two, week three, I don't know if he's ready. But that's going to be a new player in the mix. And then Tyler Irvin, who basically saved the Packers' season yeah. late last year as a return guy because they were historically bad uh, as, as punt returning. And he really just changed that completely. And not only is he the returner, but he's going to be kind of a Darren Sproles-type guy. He's, he's played a lot of receiver in camp. He's a running back by trade. He got a few plays from scrimmage late last year. I just think you're going to see a lot more uh, kind of flashy is not the right word, but just gadgety kind of stuff 
um, that, that you didn't see from Green Bay last year. I just think that whole offense led by Rodgers is going to feel a whole lot more comfortable uh, in the second year. Whether they can get production at tight end out of Robert Tanyan initially and or Jay Sternberger, that's a big question. And which of the third-year receivers steps up? Everyone's been raving about Marquez Valdez-Scantling, who was a disappointment in year two, just like Devontae Adams was in his mm-hmm. second season. If MVS steps up in year three and becomes that speed guy downfield, this offense takes a step. The speed has been the issue in Green Bay with Urban, with MVS. they got a couple guys that can change that. Good stuff, uh, Dave. We had Jeff Hughes earlier. He's uh, forecasting that the Bears and the Packers will finish tied at the top. Surprisingly or not, he gave the tiebreaker edge to the Bears. Uh, is that how you see it? I mean, you said, and I agree with you, the, the, whoever wins the division could have 10, whoever finishes fourth, seven. It's incredibly compact. Who wins the division, Dave? Well, I'm going to stick with my team. Uh, 13 and three is not realistic, but if you knock them down three games, I think 10 and six wins it. I got Detroit at nine and seven, Minnesota eight and eight, and the Bears at seven and nine. Uh, they don't have a quarterback ready for the bright lights. And if Stafford can stay healthy, uh, I think he can be competitive with that team. And, and the Vikings are a mess. Uh, their defense is, yeah. is a big question mark for the first time, and their offensive line is, is substandard. So I just think they're an eight-win operation, especially with Neil Hunter out at least the first three games. Have you told P.A. that, or are you waiting to spring that on him tomorrow? Oh, no, that's for tomorrow morning, 9 o'clock. For sure. <laughs> we'll, we'll keep it to ourselves. Dave Sinek and the HeadCheese.com Packer Preview, year 25, KFAN.com. Of course, you can hear it on the iHeart app and uh, 8 a.m. on KFAN. Dave, we'll talk to you next week. Thank you, Dave Sinekin. You got it, guys. Talk to you later. Yeah, good to talk to you. Dave Siddick and theheadcheese.com. He's got them winning the division, but the Vikings 8-8. Eight and eight. All right, speaking of those Vikings, Trent Conan, Dane Musatani from the St. Paul Pioneer Press uh, helps us out with the Vikes. Dane, how are you? Hey, Dane, how are you? I'm doing well, guys. How you doing? Doing well. Appreciate you coming on. Uh, always good to talk Vikings. I know you cover the Wild as well. Uh, but Viking season, we start this weekend. Ready or not, here we come. You know where I want to start with you uh, is Mike Zimmer. He's really been coy over the last couple of weeks, I don't have to tell you, uh, with the information on Daniil Hunter. He was reluctant, as a coach can be, to shed any light on what might be going on there. Of course, I understand he's a hell of a player, Hunter, and they would have had two terrific bookends with Ngakwe coming over. But were you surprised that the uh, that the Hunter um, news or injury was kept as close to the vest as it was? Frankly, no, because this is how Zimmer operates, and it's how he's operated for for quite a while now. Uh, I guess since he got to the Twin Cities, but it seems like it's really ramped up over the last couple or few years where he's really, really, really guarded with injuries, especially big injuries. So when he said tweak for Daniel Hunter at the beginning of of training camp, and I think it was August 14th was the last time he practiced, uh, I I was inclined to believe him then. But as soon as, as, as Hunter starts to miss, three days, four days, five days, a week. And then you start to wonder, okay, it's, it's probably something a little bit bigger than a little tweak, and just how big is it? And we found out, obviously, yesterday, um, it's, it's big enough to put him on the IR, obviously, with new rules this year with COVID. Uh, he only has to miss a minimum of three weeks, whereas in the past he would have had to miss a minimum of, of eight weeks. So uh, there's some wiggle room there. But this isn't to say uh, ESPN's reporting it, it's a naked, and you never want to mess with those. So right. will he be ready in three weeks? Will he be ready in four weeks? We don't know. Um, but yeah, it's it's definitely a red flag early in the season before the before kickoff has even happened. 
Vikings have Dalvin Cook, who, when healthy, is as dynamic as anybody in the league. The guy's absolutely incredible. But you got a blocking up front. What can you tell us about the offensive line this year? It seems to always be a conversation piece when we talk Vikings. Yeah, I think it's it's at least the same. So <laughs> okay. I mean, you'll you'll have some continuity. I don't want to say it's good uh, because uh, there were a lot of times last season where, where Kirk Cousins had barely you know one two seconds to throw the ball. Um, the zone blocking scheme with Gary Kubiak, I think it, it, a, another year underneath. The, the offensive lineman's belts will help. And and like I said, the fact that there's continuity, four starters returning, and Dakota Dozier was there last year, and he, he's, he's starting to move in to left guard now. So for what you want to say, five returners, four returning starters, plus Dozier who has some experience, I think that will help them. Um, but this isn't some top-tier offensive line. I think anyone who, who thinks it is is kidding themselves. I think you're just hoping to get by, and, and, and Dalvin has obviously tremendous talent. Um, so if they can give him some hold, you know, a little sliver of, of space here, uh, then I think he can he can do something with that. Um, but I think we it's going to be tough on Kirk Cousins again this year. I think Riley Reese agreeing to take a uh, pay cut and stay helps them. Um, say what you want about Riley Reese. He's still a veteran left tackle in the league, and, and, and frankly, I would want him – protecting my, my quarterback's blind side as opposed to someone like Brian O'Neill bumping from right to left um, with a week to spare. So I, I think that there is some reason for optimism with the offensive line just because there is some continuity there. Um, but I think that will be a weakness again, and, and the Vikings did little to address it this offseason. Yeah, they need Bradbury to take a step forward in year number two, and a lot of times that happens, so a lot of eyeballs on him. And you're right about O'Neal. I like him on the right side a whole lot better. Is is Cook happy? I mean, when you take a look at some of the top-paid running backs in the league and then at the top-performing running backs in the league, you would think that Cook would be on both of those lists. He's certainly on some one of the best in the league, but he's certainly not paid like it. Is he happy? I, I don't know. How could you be if you were him? Right. He, he's saying all the right things in, in, in front of the cameras right now. Yesterday, we, we got him in a, in, in a Zoom call, and, and he said, if Coach Zim calls my name, I'm going to be out there, which is what you want to hear from a guy like that. Uh, but if I had to guess if he's happy, no, I don't think he could be right now. You see guys like Christian McCaffrey, Ezekiel Elliott, and, and Derrick Henry getting big, big lucrative contract extensions. And, and, and I think Dalvin puts himself in that that category he certainly has with his play and i think he considers himself to be a top tier back in the league but then you look at guys like go mix it kareem hunt right. those guys are getting extensions right. those guys are getting paid uh, I, if you're dalvin you have to be wondering you know when is my time going to come um, but unfortunately for him he, he doesn't have a ton of leverage he, he's he said he's not going to hold out so if he doesn't then the vikings don't have to pay him and if, and if you're the vikings you don't have to come up on your asking price right now because Dalvin said he's going to play at, at 1.3 this year. So uh, I don't know. I, this is something to obviously keep an eye on this year. Uh, I, I truly, and this is it's going to sound cliche, I truly believe Dalvin Cook loves football, and, and I think sometimes that's enough for guys to just say, I want to start the pad on and go play, especially in a year like this. Um, but, yeah, certainly something to keep an eye on um, because, he's he, like you said, he's one of the top performing backs in the league, and he's certainly not being paid like Talked about one former Hawkeye and Riley Reef on the offensive line. Let's go to the defensive line. Jaleel Johnson, his fifth season. It's never popped. Watching him at Iowa, I thought he was going to be a good pro, and it hasn't been that yet for him. 
but he's out there listed as a starter in the first depth chart. What can you tell us about the camp of Jaleel Johnston and, and expectations for him this year? Yeah, I think a big opportunity for him. And I think he's had a pretty good camp. Um, I think the confidence level within is there now being that he's going to be the guy. I mean, he's been told that since the beginning of camp and, and, and obviously still at the end of camp, he's listed as a starter. He's going to get a lot of a lot of playing time, probably more than he's he's been used to throughout his career. And I think that's good for a guy like him. Um, the biggest problem with Julio Johnson throughout his career has been and I don't want to say his motor because on a defensive line, a motor is a good thing. But Coach Mike Zimmer in the past has said Delio Johnson is like a bull in a tire shop in the sense that he just goes and he doesn't always know where he's going. And that's a good thing. You want that from a young guy. You want them to go, go, go. Um, but as they as they grow and as they develop, you want them to be able to hone that in and, and be able to pick their spots. That's something I think Delio Johnson's really started to, to hone this year and grasp under Coach Andre Patterson. Um, so I think it could be a good year for him, um, and and it's going to have to be because this is going to be the biggest opportunity he gets and, and has gotten so far to this point. Um, so I, I, I like what I like what I've seen so far out of him. Uh, we'll see if it translates. Obviously, going against guys in training camp when you're not really really going full go is different than going, you know, strapping it up on Sunday against the pack. So we'll see how he looks. Um, but all signs point towards you know pretty good signs for for him and. And we'll see if he can he can make this opportunity and run with it. Now, Dane Mizzitani from the St. Paul Pioneer Press. A couple more minutes, Dane. We'll let you go. Uh, Adam Thielen apparently is healthy. The pressure's on him. Diggs is in Buffalo. Jefferson, I, I think he's going to be a really good player. Uh, he was overshadowed in the draft by the, the big three that went ahead of him. Uh, he's got maybe that chip on his shoulder, if you will, that some of these rookies uh, come to camp with. Uh, how much pressure on Adam Thielen, and is he truly healthy? Uh, first of all, yes. He's truly healthy, um, so we'll get that out of the way. I, he's looked great in camp, and not just on the field, but just hearing guys talk about him, hearing the way he's talking about being a leader in that room. He's kind of he's always been that over the last, you know, ever since he's really been thrust into the spotlight. He, he's been a willing leader, um, but I think even more so this year. Um, but yes, there's a lot of pressure on him to perform because he's far and away the best receiver on this team now. Um, he doesn't have a dig, he doesn't compliment the dig to take away any of the pressure. Uh, but I, I don't think Thielen, I think he'll rise to the occasion. And I think we, we kind of forget, because he got hurt last year, that this guy's really, really darn good football player. Like He, he was a, one of the best receivers in the league last year before he popped his hand against Detroit. And I don't think there's any reason to think he's, he's not going to be that. I don't think his success in the past was because of Stephon Diggs. I think his success is because Adam Thielen is really, really good. Uh, he's always open. He, he never drops the ball. And, and I think that's something they're going to be able to expect him to bring that week in, week out, while also bringing other guys along, like Justin Jefferson, like B.C. Johnson, maybe even a guy like Chad Beebe, who, who has shown flashes in the past but can't stay healthy. Uh, but, yes, the, the wide receiver room is Adam Thielen, and, and I think he's, he's really taken to that. Um, and and I, I see no reason why uh, to think he's going to not produce at a high level this year. Good stuff, Dane. While the Vikings play here, this is radio home of the Vikings in Central Iowa. We appreciate you coming on, Dane. Mizzitani from the St. Paul Pioneer Press. Dane, look forward to doing this again. Thank you.
Yes, sir. Anytime, guys. Good to talk to you. Dane Mizzitani. Of course, the Vikings play here. Uh, select Vikings games throughout the season. I think with the way things are working out. A little more. A lot of them this year. We will have the Packers and the Vikings week number one. Pre-game starts at 11 o'clock. Is that what it is? PA, Paul Allen. Uh, we will talk Chiefs, the defending Super Bowl champs, begin the season tonight. Nick Athen, primetimesportstalk.com. Boy, that website's looking good, too. Nick, the VP of operations over there, he's also their Chiefs guy. He's our Chiefs guy. He joins us next. Miller and Condon, as we finish up the regional teams here, the regional NFL teams on a Thursday edition, Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO 106. Since 2012, the nonprofit organization Opportunity on Deck has strived to provide free of charge athletic opportunities and educational programs to more than 3,000 children throughout central Iowa. Opportunity on Deck's annual slow pitch softball fundraiser, The Game for Good, will be played at Principal Park on Sunday, September 20th. Teams this year will be coached by former Hawkeye greats Tim Dwight, Tavian Banks, and Jenny Barancha. To play, volunteer, or donate, go to opportunityondeck.org. All right, welcome back, Miller and Condon, 1460 Cakes and 0106.3 FM. Nick Mick, NCMIC sponsors our Farmers Market updates, a couple of them happening in our area tonight. Grimes goes from 4 until 7. They are in the Grimes Community Complex North Parking Lot, 410 Southeast Main Street in Grimes. And, of course, Valley Junction underway uh, in West Des Moines tonight. Nick Athen, we've talked about three out of the four regional teams. Yet to get to the champion, the defending champion. Everybody's zero and zero going into tonight. Nick Athen, primetimesportstalk.com. Nick, great to speak with you. You know, let me uh, brag a little bit on your website, as I said to Trent earlier. You guys, that's a, that's a really good job over there. I was on it again today. Thank you. A uh, very shiny look and a lot of information. Uh, you got to be pretty proud of it, Nick. Yeah, you know, it kind of uh, evolved into kind of a, we, we merged with a couple of other websites and just kind of decided, hey, let's just do this all together. And we just changed our website about a month ago and had a few bugs to work out. Got a few more things we're going to add here in the next week or so. But, uh, yeah, we're really proud. We've got about 65, 70 writers and, and four or five editors. And, uh, you know, we're just going to we're going to do it old school, you know, just, just guys that have opinions that just want to talk about sports and all the other nonsense. You know, we're just not going to go there. So that's kind of what we decided to do. No, and it's it's, it's working out. It's working out well. Looks terrific. Well, let's get into tonight, and then let's take a look at the AFC West. Of course, it is the Chiefs, uh, clearly far and away the best team in the West, uh, as long as fifteen stays upright, and certainly fingers crossed yep. that he does. Uh, Houston pays a visit tonight. Of course, the bad taste in their mouth when they left Kansas City after the playoff game last year, giving up that big big lead. Uh, mm-hmm. Nick, it's tough for a team to repeat Super Bowl champs. They normally don't do that. It's very rare. Boy, this team looks as though they certainly got all the parts uh, to go against that trend. Yeah, I think so, too. I mean, I, you know, the narrative is, <clears throat> excuse me, are they hungry enough? Um, you know, can they stay focused? Enough? But they've also had the, the team that uh, has had the least amount of turnover from roster, coaching staff, new additions. I mean, they just have everything going their way. The major players are under contract. Management head coach. I mean, the owner, Clark Hunt, I'm looking at some props here. He has spent a, a couple of billion dollars here, you know, at least a billion dollars in salaries. 
you know, over the last couple of years to get some primetime players and, and guaranteed contracts to some degree. But, you know, I think they have everything in place. I, I think they have the least amount of distractions. I think their focus, their leadership on offense, defense, you know, is I don't think we've had this since the Bobby Bell, Len Dawson era, Willie Lanier era, that we you can sit here and say, you know, you've got, you've got respect and command uh, of the locker room on both sides of the ball. That's always been an issue in Kansas City. And uh, they have that now. I, I think they're going to repeat. I think they're the class of the AFC. I think they're on 1A and everybody else is about a 2B. Um, and I, I just think they, they, they want to prove that, you know, they're going to be the team. They can do this. And what's scary, Kenny, is this. Think about this. In the entire time that Pat Holmes has been the starting quarterback, list me one game where he's played great all four quarters. Mm. Now imagine if he plays great for three quarters every game this year, they're going to score 40, 45 points. No one's going to catch him. Scary proposition that you throw out there and uh, yeah, maybe looking a little bit deeper than the 11.5 win total and looking at some of the right. other props that are out there. Nick, you mentioned there is just not a whole lot to this team that is distraction, but what is the driving force? What What's the galvanizing piece here outside of going for a back-to-back? You know, I don't think it's much more than that, just because that was their mantra from the next from the day after the Super Bowl. I mean, they all they all said it together. Let's do this again, and they've had a singular focus to do it. And again, this is this is rare. You don't get teams that are this focused to have this kind of internal leadership, this kind of structure, a GM and head coach. You want to know why franchises like the Browns and the Bills and the Dolphins and you know the Cardinals. It's because they're just, they can't get everybody on the same page and you've just been saying the same thing, but they all believe it. And so that's the difference. It's the belief that they can do it. It's the belief that, you know, they're going to prove everybody wrong because the majority of the pundits say it's not going to happen because it hasn't happened in, you know, 15 or 18 years. It was the Patriots. Well, you know what? In sports, eventually everything comes around. There'll be a team with a, you know, a perfect season. There will be another Miami Dolphins team that runs the table. It's going to happen eventually. So I just think they've just taken that on as extra motivation to prove to everybody that, hey, you know, we're going to do this. Watch it. Swell. <laughs> I'm almost thinking to myself, I need to find another team for the next decade. Oh, I couldn't do that to my boys. Anyways, well, I wouldn't go that. No, I I'd, go that I'd never do it. No, I'd never do it. Clyde Edwards-Alaire, I love the pick. Uh, I thought that he was going to end up there. Sadly, I was right uh, because that's that's the last thing they need is a weapon like this. I think he's going to be a major, major impact player. What's the word out of Kansas City on the rookie? Is he ready to go? Oh, he's ready to go. He was ready to go the night they drafted him. I mean, he... He was fired up. The Chiefs are fired up. Um, you know, Brett Beast had talked all day long about, you know, they thought he was going to drop, um, you know, and, and if he was there, they were definitely going to take him. There was no hesitation. Um, you know, Eric Enemy praises him. I've talked to some people inside the organization who have used words like Barry Sanders, and I'm just like, well, okay, let's Tap put it out the here. brakes a little bit. made a snap. <laughs> yeah, let's put the brakes on. But, I mean, you know, look at fantasy football. What is he, five, six, seven? And he hasn't taken an NFL snap, so – Listen, unless he has a major injury, this guy's going to contribute right away. I think he'll have the same kind of start to his career that Kareem Hunt did. I think he can continue it. Hopefully he doesn't have the off-the-field issues, though he did get a nice contract from the Browns, which is a head-scratcher in itself. But, um, you know, I think I think he's going to be phenomenal. He's a perfect fit for this offense. You could put him in the slot. 
You can put him in the backfield with a fullback or two running backs. You can put him out wide. Uh, you can hand the ball to him inside, outside. You can do screen passes with him. If he can block and protect Mahomes as well as the, you know Williams did, then he's going to be that complete back. That, honestly, Andy Reid hasn't had since Jamal Charles. You know, I was looking at just uh, going through and thinking back to last year. Mm-hmm. How did Eric Bieniemy not get a job? Really? My theory is I personally think that Eric Bieniemy didn't like any of the jobs that, that were could available. Be. Yeah. That could be. Yeah. And, and I've been saying this all along, and a lot of people, and now with the, everything going on in the world, he probably will get a head coaching job. But the second Andy Reid steps down, yeah. Eric Bieniemy's going to be the head coach. Mm. Whether he's somewhere else, or not, and I personally think, you know, the Chiefs probably gave him a nice raise from what I'm told, and it's going to have to be the perfect and the perfect scenario for him to leave because I think, personally speaking, they should just keep him on staff, kind of like Josh McDaniels. You know, they tried it with McDaniels, and it didn't work as a head coach, and he's now going to be the heir apparent to, to Bill Belichick whenever that, you know, situation happens. But I, 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 from what I was told, you know, he did the interviews, he appreciated it, but there really wasn't a job that he was excited about. I don't think he was a token. I think, honestly, he just felt, you know what, i got a pretty good gig here. Yeah, I'd like to be my own boss. Yeah, I'll be a head coach someday. I'm not really in much of a hurry. And honestly, why would I want to leave this dynasty? If they're going to pay him head coach money at some point, which they're probably going to have to do, um, you know, we'll see what happens. But there's going to be some good jobs available. I think the Texans job is going to be open mm-hmm. at the end of this year. I, could see that. I think they'd be crazy. I think they'd be crazy not to throw the book at him, but they're also going to have to get a real good GM. I don't think he takes that job unless there's a good GM in place. So, if he goes anywhere next year, um honestly, I think I think the Texans are the most likely uh choice um or maybe Denver uh, if the Broncos decide to make a change again. Uh, twelve and four last year, Nick. We'll let you go on this. What do you anticipate this team's record is going to be this year? Week three, Baltimore on the road. A lot of eyeballs on that already. Looking forward to that game. Those two right. teams look clearly like the uh, the best two teams in the AFC. Um, twelve and four record wise this year. What do you have them going? I mean, I, I think I, I think their losses are going to be at New Orleans or New Orleans and at Baltimore. I think beyond that, I think they're going to be 14 and two. I think they're going to have the number one seed. Um, you know, if, if, if some of these teams start to tank, like we've already seen before the season started, you know, uh, you know, maybe there's a chance they can run the table. If they, if they get out of the first four games, four and oh, you know, then I like their chances, uh, to, to run the table. I, I just think, I, I just think this team is perfect in a perfect situation in a perfect storm with all the craziness and all the continuity. And all these guys back together and focused, barring an injury, um, if any team's going to run at the, at the perfect season, it's going to be this year with the Chiefs because a lot of teams are just, let's, let's face it, there's some teams that are just dumb players and like the Jaguars and, and some other teams that are just strictly looking for 21. They're already starting to cut guys. They're going to cut more guys um, to get ready for the 21 cap, which is going to be a lot lower. So I, I think the Chiefs are focused. So. 14-2 is my initial record at this point. I can't really argue with you. I really can't. Um, unbelievable. Nick, thank you. PrimetimeSportsTalk.com. Nick, we'll talk to you next week. Enjoy the game tonight. Thank you, Nick Athen.
All right, I will. Thanks, guys. I appreciate you guys very much. Stay safe up there. Yeah, you do the same. Nick Athen on the Chiefs. Mitch Holtis will join us tomorrow, every Friday, 10.50, with the exception of bye weeks for the Chiefs. Mitch Holtis will join us, the voice of Kansas City. We will go on record next. 14-2, and two, can you buy it? <laughs> yeah. I think I can, too. It's, how, how quickly is it going to take, though, from this fun-loving quarterback, Patrick Mahomes, with the goofy voice, and people start to hate him? Like Brady, you mean? Like yeah. because they're so good, right? Another year, uh, couple years. Well, it's hard to hate Belichick though, and I think it was a package deal. Brady Belichick hate. You can't hate Andy Reid if they keep winning. It gets annoying after a while. It doesn't matter. But it, does Andy Reid though? I mean, the Hawaiian shirt. And he has fun with the media. Although Belichick's commercial when he when he <laughs> takes the scissors to the guys, that's pretty good for that's Belichick. Good. Not bad. Uh, that's a good question, Trent. Because so, it will happen. Yeah. Sick of winning? Right. Right. It happens with any dynasty. Uh, the Yankees. Yeah. Duke. Uh, Duke. Duke yeah, basketball. basketball. Lakers. Interesting question. How long will it take? No. Well, uh, we'll hopefully not find out. How about that? <laughs> you do not want to know. You're aware of Drew Locke, are you not? Yeah. Have I mentioned him? You haven't sp- spoken I'm glowingly kinda, about him lately. Kind of quiet the last couple of weeks on my guy. Miller and Condon till noon. Prediction time. Next. 1460 KXNO106. They're families. Ken Miller, Trent Condon, Miller and Condon on 1460 KXNO. And now on 106.3 FM. Wait for it. Okay, there it is. Miller and Condon, welcome back. 1460 KXNO, 106.3 FM. It's fun talking about the four regional teams. This time tomorrow we'll have four point spreads on football for Claxons. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Things are getting back to normal in our world, TC. And you're going to have picks? Oh, we're going to do picks, too. Right. We're gonna... Two college, two pro. Uh, and, uh, I thought you said we could do whatever we want early in the season. I'm going to try to stick to the two, two, and one. Okay. But yeah, because especially this week and next in college is still incredibly light. Yeah. Even finding two games could prove to be difficult, so we'll give ourselves an out at least early on here. All right, let's get to it. Let's go on record. Who wins the AFC East? New England Patriots. Do you think I'm so I'm going again? right back to the well. Cam, he's getting praises sung. A marriage made in heaven is what he said, him yeah. and Belichick. I'm going back to the Patriots. All right, put that pencil down. Pick up the pen. Uh-huh. Bills. Buffalo. Uh, AFC North. Baltimore's a big favorite. And Steelers. You're taking the Steelers. I'm going Steelers. Well, I'm taking the chalk. I like the Baltimore Ravens. Right. Maybe it's hope that they they're the team that'll give the Chiefs mm-hmm. a, a run and prevent them. Because they from, look to be the only team I'm with you. in the AFC. I hate to say it. All right, here's a here's one we might differentiate on the South. Give me Phil Rivers and the Colts. The Colts. Okay. Yes. Seven and nine last year. Houston won it. I don't know. I don't like the Hopkins uh trade for David Johnson no. uh at all. I'll take Tennessee. Tennessee. I like Vrabel. Okay. Give me Tennessee. I have no confidence in the in, in the South. Okay, let's just move on. <laughs> the Chiefs, Chiefs. Chiefs, uh, Chiefs. NFC East. Dallas Cowboys. Dallas Cowboys. Going we chalk. agree again. Give me the Cowboys. Uh, here's a uh, complete head scratcher. Boy, oh boy. Uh, the North. I went with the Vikings. Did you? Gosh. Can't I give me... I'm on Trubisky's bandwagon. You want to go Lions. I know you do. No, (laughs) Give me the Packers. Going green. Tepid, tepid, tepid. I told you yesterday, NFC South, because of value, I'm taking Atlanta 
I got him at ten to one. I bet on it yesterday. To 10, win the South, to win the South at ten to one. That was at Bill Hill, and you can throw the Panthers out. So a three team, essentially a three yeah. team. That's I a love big that number. Ten to one. I might throw a little more on it. You're just throwing your money away, though, Trent. It's <laughs> it's the uh, uh, Saints. New Orleans, probably a good pick. Now the West is tough. Told you the 49ers are not a playoff team. Uh, you said that, and they were thirteen and three last year and played for a Super Bowl. Seattle. You're taking Seattle. It's a safe pick. I agree with you. Going Seattle. Yeah, I agree with you. Now let's get a three wild cards. Yes, three wild cards, remember, this year. Yep. Seven teams in each. Starting in the AFC, I have Houston, okay. Baltimore, and off the board, the Cleveland Browns. The Brownies getting in. The Brownies, in. yes. Okay. A bounce back for Baker and company. They sneak in at 8-7-1. and one. All right, I'm going to go uh, with the Patriots to take one of those spots. Mm-hmm. I will take the Steelers to take another of those spots. And give me yeah, Philip Rivers and the Colts. Going with Indy. Going with the Colts. NFC playoff, uh, NFC wild cards. I have New Orleans. Okay. I have Green Bay. Yep. And I have the Rams. Bounce back for the Rams. Those are my three wild cards. Tampa Bay, they will not be there. Oh, yes, they will. Yeah, they will. Okay. I'm going to put Tampa Bay in. I'll take the Eagles as my second wild card ah. team and the Niners as wild card number three. All right. Super Bowl matchup, Trent. This is where we really embarrass ourselves. Kansas City. Yeah, I'm taking the easy way out. Yes, you are. Against the wild card entrant, the New Orleans okay. Saints. Saints okay. make a run, and they get in, and we get Mahomes versus Breeze for the Super Bowl. Breeze Chiefs final win. game? Yes. Okay. Walks away in a tough loss. Chiefs back-to-back? Back-to-back. They're in, and they're playing America's team. Oh, <laughs> Think of the ratings for that one. Oh, my gosh. I never thought about that angle. Well, oh. yeesh, yeah. That'd be, that's a great point. Yeah, give me the Cowboys. I'll take the Cowboys and the Chiefs and uh, open wide. Yeah. <laughs> take your medicine, Chiefs. Back-to-back back for the Chiefs. So I pose this question to you. This is something I think a lot of people can mull over their lunch break. Mm-hmm. We get to the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. How many fans are in attendance? Percentage wise, yeah. Is it a full boat? Where is it? Is it Tampa this year? I thought it was Houston. Am I wrong? I don't, I was, don't that, was that a final four? I don't remember. Twenty twenty one Super Bowl. It is in Tampa. Yeah, you had it. Okay. Um, I was at the last Super Bowl in Tampa. I think. Well, I was in Tampa. I don't know if it was the last one or not. Currently scheduled for February seventh, twenty twenty one. Is it a full house? Uh, no. No, it's not a full house. Although, Florida's pretty much... Um, Past their first big wave? Well, yeah. They, and then they, I mean, they've been reluctant to close things down. Uh-huh. Um, Super Bowl. Isn't this hard? It should be. This rattled around in my head one night, a couple nights ago. 50, 50%. Of the, 50% of Raymond James has, has fannies in the seats. Maybe I just had my head in the sand. It's going to be full. You think so? It's going to be full. We're right. going to get there. Hope you're We're right. going to. Would you go? Oh yeah, you would. Yeah, but well, we don't know what February's going to bring. Can, we've talked we about this. I've been in the middle arm. of this though. I mean, I, I'm out. My afternoons consist of going out in the public and talking to people, and I've been in it. Yeah, I know. And I guess I'm with you. Just got to wash your hands. Yeah, wash your hands. Wear your mask when you need to, mm-hmm. and go about your business. Yep. And 
if you get it, hope for the best. Indeed. You know, I, I just embarrass myself, but I'm going to say it anyways. My wife and I were talking when this thing first hit. So I like to go to Whole Foods on Sunday yeah. morning. I like my orange juice right for the mm-hmm. week. It keeps me healthy. Whether it does or not, in my head it does. So I keep drinking it. I showed up when the pandemic first hit. You know those yellow dishwashing gloves? Yes. <laughs> there I am, <laughs> walking through Whole Foods with my mask on and those yellow gloves up to my elbow. <laughs> Nothing was going to get through those. Oh, my God. Isn't it crazy how we've evolved and changed? I stayed home the first week. Yes, you did. It's about two weeks, wasn't it? No, I think it was a week because we were starting restaurant radio and yeah. I didn't want to leave you by yourself. That would have been asking too much. We got it done, though. Yeah, we got through well, it. Now we have NFL football tonight. 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 So are you taking the points or giving the points? I'm you're going to take them, I think, aren't you? Yeah, I'm going to grab Houston in the mm-hmm. night. It just feels like too much, and it might get another half point by the time kickoff comes around. So you're going to wait it out? Why wouldn't you? Wait till the end. DraftKings has a great promo. 50 bucks is the most you can bet on this. You get 101 points, though, with the Chiefs. <laughs> Basically a free $45. That's worth the drive to Jefferson. Yes, it is. Indeed. Or Clinton, if you're listening in the eastern part of the state, mm-hmm. as I know some folks do, and we we're grateful for that. All right, we'll be back tomorrow. But first, local-wise, Murph and Andy, two fanatics at four. Morning rush tomorrow morning at 6 a.m. We're Miller and Condon. 10 to noon, 1460 KXNO, 106.3 FM.